0: Hey y'all, welcome to the 11th Hour God Podcast, where we share testimony of how God is working in people's lives.
1: We call this podcast the 11th Hour God, not because he shows up in the 11th hour, it's because we tend to see him in our 11th hour when we've finally given it all to him and are at our breaking point. I'm Jake. And I'm Kenny. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Hey guys, welcome back. Um, We have a special, we have two special guests this week.
1: Yeah, we have our friends John and Catherine here, and we're so excited to be talking to y'all about your testimony and um, like what new adventure y'all are on. Um, so yeah, we're just we're just excited for this.
0: Yeah, and in case people didn't put two and two together, um, Kenny and I have been sharing our IVF uh, fertility journey for. The past couple episodes and we may have you may have heard us mention our friends going through the same thing well today we have those friends on and that is John and Catherine
1: yeah so hey guys Hi. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us today I know um like we super appreciate it because I know it's not easy telling your story you know there's a lot of ups and downs um so we're just super grateful that you are like open to sharing with us and being um just, you know, open, raw, and vulnerable.
0: And as we know, yeah, like Kenny said, that it's not an easy journey to share. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we know that there's so many folks going through it. There's so many people that are battling fertility in in different ways. And so I think to get more of this information out there, to know that it's normal, everyday people going through this, Mm -hmm. um, just means the world to some people, so.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, of all different ages, shapes, and colors, um, okay. So why don't y'all just introduce yourselves first and we'll just start there. Okay. Um,
2: so again, Catherine, John, um, we were born and raised in Austin, North, North Austin. Um, we always say we've known each other since we were six. Um, so crazy. And, um, our families were really close growing up. Um, there was always a running joke of, Catherine and John should date each other when (laughs) growing up and I always said John had cooties gross and yeah never dated Um, everyone always said um, oh so cute you guys were high school sweethearts and we always shake our head I know we're shaking our head right now (laughs) 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 absolutely not absolutely not in a good way but um, he had a couple sisters I did as well and we were on swim team dance team growing up and Um, Our parents were really close, and yeah, we just, we grew up actually right down the street from each other. Um, Never dated. We're in (laughs) two different um, groups of friends, and um, we ended up going to two different colleges. Um, After we graduated, um, we ended up moving into the same apartment complex right down the street from each other.
1: Wow. Was that on purpose?
2: Uh, no, no idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not at all. I know. So he went to UT. Um, I spent half my time at, at Texas tech in Lubbock and, um, got my degree in theater Marcus at Texas state. And yeah, I mean, we could have moved anywhere around the world and the yeah. same, not the same apartment complex, but different right down the street from each other.
3: Yeah. Essentially on William Cannon in Southwest Austin, Yeah, which uh, I met her at the gym because I was like, what are you doing in my part of town?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you were there a lot longer Mm -hmm. than I was. Yeah.
3: And when I graduated, I started working at Freescale and uh, moved down to that part of town and it was Mm -hmm. probably like three or four years before I saw you.
2: Yeah, we got a gym membership at, well, I guess I could say I joined your gym (laughs) 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 and, um, yeah, we were walking out of the gym same time one day. And I, y'all are going to laugh, but I say it was so perfect because it was during the fall. It was so cold, crisp, you know, sweater weather, you know. And um, we had a convert. You actually held the door for me on on our way out. And uh, we both were just floored, like John, Catherine. Wow. <laughs> We've known each other our whole lives. This is so crazy. We're at the same gym, you know. But um. It started raining, and I was
1: like, oh, this is
2: great. This is my <laughs> husband, you know? No.
1: <laughs> I'm were just you gay. really thinking that, though? Like, were um, you really, like, were you attracted to him, like? Well, of course I was attracted oh, to him at so were you, yes. Were you attracted to him before, though? Well, I hadn't, I haven't, I didn't see,
2: at that point in time, I didn't see you for... Eight years. Oh, my gosh, oh, a wow! time. That was a long time. A little years, less than that, yeah. 25,
3: 26, uh, 18
2: to... Well, right, and we both went on our our own like health journeys, physical journeys like we totally looked very different. Um mm. and just also internally and externally we're like totally different people at that time. So um, So you
0: guys hadn't really kept in contact. You just no, had met back all. up there or saw each other and we're like, "Whoa, hey."
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what blew my mind cuz once again, I was like, "You could have lived anywhere in Texas or in the world, but mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, talked for a little bit and it just felt like home that first Mm -hmm. conversation because I knew, you know, we knew each other our whole lives. So we kind of, I guess, fast forward, we, um, ended up reconnecting back on Facebook, exchanged numbers, went on a couple dates. Um, and we moved really fast. We moved pretty fast. Uh, yes and no, I guess that's compared to the world nowadays, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. we, well, when you say we, we dated for about a year and we were married in eight months, so a year and eight months, I mean, that's pretty fast, but yeah. yes and no anyways, but.
0: Candy's giving me eyes. If it was her, we would have gotten married right after us. we had our
2: lunch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, well, same with me. Oh my goodness. That was one of our things where we, we went on our first vacation, um, on a cruise and that's a whole nother story probably for another time. But I was like, oh, this is it. It was like <laughs> what four months into our our relationship four or five months yep. into our relationship. It was yeah, the first
3: summer in the summer.
2: About, yeah. And of course I know Jacob, like at that point I was like, Oh, this is the time. <laughs> He's gonna propose, yeah. and of course he didn't. You know,
0: that was Kenny every day. She's like, "Today's the day."
1: Yes. Oh my it better gosh. Be. I know, right? That's how I felt for sure. And it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So Way John, go, Jake, when you opened the door and saw that it was Catherine, what were your like? What were it was going through your head?
3: uh I was still kind of in shock. Oh, okay. um So back then, I would work out very intensely to the point where. I probably couldn't even see three feet in front of me.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh! So when I'm
3: leaving the gym, I was probably on the verge of dying. But... <laughs> oh my god. We laugh now,
2: but that's uh, actually very true. He, like when John was done with his workout, it was like game time, and yes. not to not to continue to work out, but game time. It's time to eat. Oh, because no. <laughs> I'm to like eat, go home and,
3: okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I didn't hold the door open, it was just. Kind of like every day, like, oh, there's someone behind me. Mm. Like, yeah. Hurry up. I'm hungry. Come yeah. on. <laughs> oh and then I saw it was her and I, you know, for a split second was like, this can't be happening.
2: Well, and it sounds silly, but for John to I mean, after a long work day, you just worked out and to sit in the rain, stand technically in the rain
1: <laughs>
2: and have this like long conversation and catch up on life was I know it sounds silly, but it was like I don't know it was it was a cool thing yeah it was really good to um run into
1: you again at that point you know or for the first time in a long time yeah but so yeah. growing up were y'all like friends or it was just like your family was together your family like knew each other so you guys just knew each other were you guys actually friends did you guys ever hang out growing up
3: no. Oh no. Uh, okay. We weren't allowed to hang out. I was on the wrestling team. Okay. <laughs> and she was on the dance team and Oh geez. The wrestlers oh. and the dancers were they not. They were trouble. Oh, oh yeah.
2: <laughs> they were trouble. Not really. I mean
3: No, yes, really. <laughs> okay. Don't sugarcoat it.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, but um yeah, no, we we were not um friends. I knew of um I knew of John in high school. Well, elementary middle school and in high school, but we had a totally separate group of friends. So yeah, we were not, we were not friends friends. Once again, John, John had goodies and <laughs> was like, no, 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 no. But, but he had three sisters and, um, I had two. So our sisters, you know, always hung out with one another and whatnot, okay. but never me and John.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I guess I never really knew that. Yeah. I just assumed y'all like just grew up knowing each other, being friends yeah, and was in each other's lives.
0: Shows you how good friends we are.
3: <laughs> well, right? we never
1: got the full story. <laughs> in our defense, we got we got the cliff notes when we first met. That's ben. true. True. That's true. Very true. Well, Very not true. to
3: sugarcoat it. Yeah, I, I was with the troublemakers, and yeah, all, all the dance girls were the good girls. And they weren't allowed to hang out with us. No, I can totally see that. I don't blame them.
2: Most of us. I was an angel. Wink, wink.
3: But
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But. Yeah so we um, we were date yeah dated for about a year and um, got married in eight months. We're big beach bums, so he proposed on the beach. We got married in Florida on March 3rd, 2018. We got married then and um, now I know there's a whole story in that, but mm. we've been married for about six years now, almost six years, yeah.
0: Nice. Now, take yeah. us through your faith as kids. Like, did you guys go to church? Did you not go to church? How? What was your family dynamic around church and faith?
3: You want me to go first? <laughs>
2: go for it. <laughs> um,
3: we were the uh, halftime Christians, mm-hmm. so you know we would go some Sundays, and yeah, most of the time we were had other plans on Sundays, and yeah, uh, but you know we went for Easter and Christmas, and I knew of God and.
0: Just wasn't the priority every Sunday.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I really didn't come into my faith until Catherine came back into my life. Well, wow.
2: I know for me, it did look a little different for for our family, and that's okay. But um, we had my both my grandma and grandpa were missionaries. Um, the yeah, faith and um, the Christian walk, I guess, was super heavy in our life, uh, very prominent, I guess, in just our daily life. And we, I, I gave my life to the Lord super young. Um, of course, rededicated, rebaptized. you know, when I was older, but yeah, we were a loving Christian household and did go to church a lot. We were very heavily involved in our church. Okay. Did that answer? Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. just want people like, <laughs> to like, know like
1: how you knew, you know, knew the Lord. Came to know yeah. the Lord. Yeah. So you've kind of like been walking with him your whole life. And then you just like kind of reconnected with him when you. Through Catherine. Through Catherine. Yeah, reconnected with Catherine.
3: Well, reconnected, yes. But when I do look back from my early adulthood to meeting Catherine is that looking back, it's very prevalent of his presence in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big time. Uh, It wasn't until having my relationship with Catherine and getting married is you could start seeing his presence more in a forward thinking kind of a reassurance of whenever i had questions like what am i supposed to do here yeah and not just oh i ended up here and looking back and like oh that's that's how you explain it yeah right.
2: yeah you've also said too it's been you know growing up you've been through so many situations where you know when when you were going through those things at that time when you were younger it was very it was a lot different for you to say oh, wow, God really saved me from that right. or the Lord was um, covering me or providing protection or safety in that in those situations, you know. Um, and it's it's really cool now in your walk to be able, like you said, to be able to look back on those mm-hmm. situations and and say, wow, like the Lord was really present in my life for so long, yeah. but I never really truly saw that, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah, it's like the story of the prodigal son, right? Keeps running away and always, you know, that lost sheep, but God's always right there. Like, even when you don't see him, when you're turning your back, you're not, you know, where you should be. He, it never changes his character, or his love for you. Mm-hmm. And I love that.
1: Okay, so let's start talking about what we are here for. So you guys mm-hmm. got married six years ago. Walk us through um, your fertility journey and trying to have kids from when you got married.
3: Well, before we even got married, um, we had a very difficult conversation, Um, and I looked her square in the eyes, and I said, I don't think we're going to be able to have kids. Oh, wow. At all. Just from a scientific standpoint, um, I was on TRT for a long time.
1: Can you tell us what TRT is?
3: It's testosterone replacement therapy. Okay. Um, So I was diagnosed with hypogonadism, and uh, I told her that... You know, it's it's going to be very difficult to get pregnant. It's going to be a very long journey.
0: And had you had any tests done at this point, or you just kind of knew that this is one of the side effects of it?
3: Um, so nothing with like sperm or anything, but with testosterone and LH, right? And FSH, yeah. And, you just knew, yeah, yeah.
1: So, Catherine, what was yeah. going through your mind when he had that conversation with you? Um, honestly, at that point, that was
2: before you proposed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so. Yeah. I remember we were in the car and we had, we, you told me that and we um, had a long conversation about it. And I remember in that moment, there was something that I guess anyone could say, oh gosh, well, I want a family. Mm-hmm. So adios amigos, you know? And in that moment, I just felt this piece of like, okay, that's okay. Like, we'll, you know, we'll figure it out as we go. And I know for a fact that the Lord has us together and we're supposed to be together. It's going to be okay. There was, Mm -hmm. we talk about, you know, peace in our spirit all the time. And at that point I kind of had a different mindset about, you know, peace and feeling that feeling in the, in those situations. But at that point in time, looking back, it was definitely peace of Mm -hmm. of the Lord kind of speaking to me and saying, don't go anywhere, you know, stick with this person. It's going to be okay. You know, now at that point I had no idea what you would be going through. Why? Yeah. But I did for sure know that I was like, okay, that's fine. We're going to be okay.
0: And did you think you had the piece of I'm okay not having kids if we don't ever get there? Or you had the piece of like, I know God will give us kids somehow.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) I think just in that original, like first initial, excuse me, first conversation, I just, I knew everything was going to be okay. And I knew that the Lord, I know we talk about this all the time. Actually. I knew that God was going to bless us with children. I just knew that I knew from, from a kid, I knew the Lord promised me that I knew that that was going to happen. Um, I just didn't know what it was going to look like. So, in I was, what sorry, in what no, way, yeah.
1: in what way do you feel like the Lord promised you that you would you would have kids?
2: Um, that's also a good question. <laughs> you know, my goodness, um, I just knew ever since I was a kid. I mean, you know, you go through those times where you're like, you know, hanging out with your friends as a little girl, and you say, "What do you want to play?" And everyone's like, "I'm going to play doctor. I'm going to play lawyer." You know, and I was always, I was always that kid that was like. I'm going to play teacher or I'm going to play mom. It was either teacher or mom. I just knew, I knew in my heart, yes, I was, God had so many different things for me. And, uh, you know, being, I was a teacher forever. So, you know, being a teacher in my career, all the things I could offer the world. But I knew that that was like the bottom of my heart. I was like meant to be a mom. Like mm. there was just, you know, again, that piece of like, whatever comes, like, that I just knew deeply in my heart. Like that was something that the Lord had for me. It's very hard to explain, but... Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I was going to that-
0: say, Kenny has the same... Like from the first time I met her, even when the way she would interact with her nephews or other kids, there was such a mom's heart yeah. in her and such a uh, just a innate nurturing heart. Mm-hmm. You it's know? just
1: like, it's just been my desire. Yeah. As long as I can remember, even as a kid, like just knowing that I'm definitely having... I want to be a mom. I'm definitely going to have kids when I get older. Mm-hmm. I want to have a bunch of kids. Like that yeah. was my heart's <laughs> desire. It And it still is. So I totally get what you're saying. Like, and you know, we talk about that all the time how the Lord does give us the desires of our hearts, not always. Mm-hmm. But it's like when it aligns with his character, when it aligns with his word and who he is, um, we just keep believing that until he changes right. that desire, honestly, which is, right. which would be him telling us no. And the fact that we've both been Basically, had this desire our entire lives, Mm -hmm. and it obviously aligns with his character and who he is and his word. We truly believe that that's one one of the many ways he's told us that we will have like conceive our own children. You know. So I think what's also really cool is, and of
2: course, as a kid, I'm like, "Well, this is just another dream, right? Like another like so cool." I guess like I don't know. I didn't really as a kid, understand the impact of, of a, of a vision or a dream. Mm -hmm. And, um, ever since I was a kid, I would always have these dreams here and there, not every single night, but maybe once every couple months or whatnot. But I would have these dreams where there was this large, like massive Oak on top of a big Hill and, I would. Some dreams would be a little bit different, but, you know, walking up this hill, sometimes it would just be me walking up this hill to meet Jesus and just to sit with him. And he would hug me sometimes. We would cry sometimes. It just kind of every dream was different. And then as I kind of got a little older, um, I always had this vision and dream of me walking up this hill holding a little boy's hands. Wow. And excuse me and um yeah and that was well before john like well before john was like i don't even know if this is going to be we're going to be able to have a family i don't know but um yeah so it was just the coolest thing and and sometimes um it would be with two little boys but it would never be with a little girl it was only a little boy and i know we can Hmm. tie we can tie this into our story a little bit later but maybe
3: um, because i had all sisters (laughs) yeah
2: yeah. well I did too (laughs) um we had a lot of girls in our family so you know but but of course at that time you know I was single I would you know I wasn't dating we weren't married I didn't run into again and I'm having these weird dreams I'm like whose little boy is this you know so yeah to kind of answer your question kind of top you know yeah top it all off is I definitely not only because of the nature of my spirit, that I feel like the Lord has given me, but also just
1: those dreams yeah. and yeah. So I want to go back to that conversation that you had with Catherine. What, um, like what were your expectations coming, like going into that conversation? And then what, what were you feeling after you heard her response?
3: To be honest, going into that conversation, I don't know if you've ever gone through kind of a bad breakup, but you know, it's, like, this is the night, like, this yeah. is when things are going to end. So going into that conversation, I didn't expect, but had, you know, that feeling in the pit of my stomach of like, this is going to be the end of our relationship and this she's going to be the deal breaker. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's not too far fetched to think, Yeah. you know, you look at the girl that you're probably going to propose to and marry and it's like, Hey, by the way, I also can't have kids. And yeah.
1: And
0: that's big for a lot of women.
1: Well, I'm sure you. I mean, I only known Catherine for a little bit before I knew that she really wanted to have kids. <laughs> so I'm assuming you knew that that's something that she wanted.
3: Oh yeah, that was a.
2: We've had we've had a lot of conversations prior to, and I bet maybe that's what kind of pushed you to also maybe go. Oh my gosh, I need to have this conversation with her. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Not even a conversation though. It's Jake can agree. Just looking at either you or Kenny, it's like they're destined to be a mom. Oh yeah. You know, you don't have to have all these dreams and tell me that that's what you really want to be. Like I can just tell <laughs> oh, yeah. in your soul, like that's, that's what you really want out of life kind of thing.
2: But at that point we, there was just such a, and I know you can agree as well, but there was just such a peace in our heart of us, like we knew we were going to get married. Like we knew that we were going to live this hard, rewarding, beautiful life together. Um, so I, I just knew like talking about that piece again, like Mm -hmm. I just knew, okay, this is really hard news, but also I do have a very optimistic look on a lot of stuff. So when you tell me news like that, I'm like, okay, but God but God right <laughs> yeah. right for real that's that's such a huge part of our of our story I know we'll yeah. get into that but
1: yeah I love that but God yeah, yeah. so when she reacted that way like how did you how did you feel
3: um, <clears throat> like a thousand bricks off my shoulder kind of thing
0: Oh, yeah. I bit. Probably like, more nervous to have that conversation than a proposal. Like, <laughs> yeah, proposal was pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you, you knew she would say yes. Yeah. But that conversation is I'm sure is super hard to have and yeah. like you don't know how she's gonna respond. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you guys had that conversation. Um you knew this might not happen for us. So you get married and like I'm assuming you guys start talking about actually trying to have a family how does that go yeah so we we got married um I was I mean we both
2: were aware of that okay I don't know what this information means um because at that point you were working with um a specific doctor outside of fertility so I always had again this other thought of Okay, we're probably going to maybe need to do some tests or or
1: kind of dive into this a little bit more. Sorry, at any point were you guys did you guys just think like, "Well, let's just try."
2: Yeah, 100%. Okay. That's so it. Yeah. Okay. So so right after we got married, we bought our first house. Um and we bought this gosh, what, 3,300-square-foot home, five-bedroom home, Um, we immediately were like, even though this, we don't know what this is going to look like in regards to our fertility journey, we knew we wanted um, a big home to fill. We both, again, wanted a big family and whatnot, so when we first uh, got married, we just kind of tried but not tried and kind of wanted to see how things were going to happen and if they were going to happen and because it's we not impossible.
3: Right. It's I know. just a very low chance. Right. Yeah. Right. For, exactly. for the other guys listening out there. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's still hope, but God, you know, there's yeah. still hope. So, um, yeah, we went, gosh, about three, almost four years with trying, not trying. Um, yeah. and we weren't, we weren't really ready at that point to go, to a fertility specialist, and I was struggling a lot in my teaching career at that point. Um, I was under a ton of stress. I worked through COVID and everything, and it just, um, teaching was a lot, and I knew before, um, before we dove into, like, really, really dove into the whole working through the whole fertility thing, we knew that we wanted to get out of debt. We wanted to, I was hoping to maybe find a different career at that time and we wanted to both work on our health um for sure. So we yeah, we were trying not trying um in about year 4 roughly. I know it's all kind of jumbled a little bit in our minds, but yeah,
3: 2022.
2: It's been so long. Yeah. Um about around 2022. Yeah, we were ready to kind of get some answers of why this hasn't happened so far.
3: Which I already knew the answer.
2: Hmm. That's a touchy subject.
3: Every time we talk about it though, it's she's like, well, I don't know why this isn't working. And I knew exactly why. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm very familiar with the science behind everything.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: so when you are on TRT, it drops your LH and FSH to Pretty much zero, so I I knew I had pretty much no sperm.
0: Now twenty twenty two, did you guys still feel that same piece of, of that conversation you had back in two thousand sixteen or whenever you had it, or or did feelings change a little bit?
2: Um, I would say that I still felt that way. Um, I think the difference between me and John are, or is that John's very very black and white, like very logical. Mm-hmm. Um very scientific, very, you know, if it's not proven and on a piece of paper, then what are we talking about? You know? And for me, I've really grown in that area to look at things better that way. But talk about that piece, you know, um, I was the more emotional side of going, okay, if you are right, then it's still okay. We might need some help or we might need to see a doctor, whatever that may look like at that point. But I was like, but it's okay. Like, it's okay. I don't know why, but like, we're going to figure this out, you know, it's going to be okay.
1: So John, did you think like, no, it's not like this isn't going to (laughs) happen.
3: Well, actually I was confident it was going to happen, but Mm. um, to do so it was, I had to get off test and start taking clomid. Okay. Um, in which taking Clomid, yeah, there's side effects, but not as much as the side effects of coming off testosterone.
1: Hmm. Okay.
3: And that was the, um, that was the tough part.
1: So what is Clomid supposed to do for you?
3: Uh, so Clomid acts as a um, inhibitor to where your HPTA thinks that it doesn't have enough testosterone in the body or estrogen in the body in the way men produce estrogen is through converting testosterone through your, uh, aromatized enzyme. Okay. so Yeah, right. You see
2: the the black and white science and then me, I'm
3: like, so when you start taking clomid, your body says, Oh, I, I need to start upping my testosterone production to produce more estrogen. And the only way that only way that happens is if the LH and FSH signals get boosted, So even with the boosted signals though, um, so your body will start producing testosterone and sperm on its own. um, It takes roughly three months from when FSH hits your testicles to where the sperm will actually get out. So it's, okay. I started out at zero. um, So I came off at the end of last year and had my first sperm analysis at the end of, roughly December or November, December around this time. Um, and this is when we were hopeful of, yeah, Hey, this is what we have to do to have a kid kind of
1: thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, took my first sperm analysis and it came out to straight zero, not, not even detectable. Now wow. you're,
0: you're just working with your doctor at this point. You're not at a fertility clinic.
3: Um, correct. Yeah. So I was just working with my HRT doctor okay. and then we just on our own just went to, um, a different fertility clinic. And I was like, Hey, I just want a sperm analysis. Cause you can go do that on your own. If yeah. You want. Yeah. And then it was after that. I was like, okay, we need to go see a urologist or
1: see what's going on.
3: Well, we wanted to see a fertility doctor first, but they told us, they're like, we can't do anything until you go see a urologist. Hmm. Cause it's since it's going to be male infertility, like they wanted to work with me first to rule out everything else. And then, And then they said, then you can come back to us later. Okay. Which was kind of weird up front of like, how can we can't just start working with y'all now? Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you know what it is.
3: Yeah. But they, I don't know why they do that. Yeah.
0: Insurance and different stuff. All kinds of medical stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what is going through your mind? Because you're taking Clomid and I'm assuming you started maybe to get hopeful that like, this is going to work. This is going to change things.
3: Um, yeah. So I, I was hopeful because, um, We did have another set of friends that are close to us that he went through the same thing. Mm. Um, But he only had to take Clomid six or seven months and got his wife pregnant. Wow. So we were thinking like, oh, great, like six months of this? I I can do that.
2: Well, and even the doctors we were, or doctor, excuse me, that we were working with at that time was like, absolutely, yeah, take this. Um, He was super positive and super encouraging in regards to This, this is probably going to work. I've seen a lot of men that have come through my care that have taken this and it's, it's worked pretty quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least under a year for sure. So when we go, when we go, um, year after year, what three, four years at that point of nothing happening. And then we have a doctor at that point say, Oh, take this pill. It's going to be okay. You know, of course, my piece that I felt before about at that time, I was like, yes, there's an
1: answer. Seems easy. There's an
2: answer, right? And that, yeah. And that's why I was like, oh my goodness, we went through, you know, trying, but not trying for so long, but then also, you know, year after year of something not, you know, of me not getting pregnant at that point. Yeah. And then we get that, that answer of like, just take this pill, you know? Yeah. We were like, cool. What else do we have to take? (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. So we were very hopeful. So after taking forward.
1: so after taking it and finding out that it was still not even detectable, how are you guys feeling at that point? Oh. So that All right, I'm going to open this
2: can of worms cuz here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um at at that point, that whole like peace that I felt or calmness or hope, um Honestly, and this is hard to say because I don't like to say this, but I know our relationship with the Lord ebbs and flows all the time. So, you know, that was the beginning um, of my bitterness toward the Lord Mm -hmm. at that time, because we did get such good news um, or hope, I guess, from these professional people we were working with. And, um, you know, when we get halfway through the time my God, you gave me this piece. You gave me this outlook of what our life is going to look like in regards to kids and whatnot. And it's just not working. It's not working. And at that point, you know, you can touch a little bit on this as well, but at that point, John and I, you know, we, we went through a lot in our marriage, our whole marriage, and it just ebbed and flowed of just trying to figure marriage out, you know? Mm. And when The medication came, um, that's brought forth a lot of trouble in our marriage at that time. So walking with bitterness toward the Lord, anger toward the Lord at that time, John and I also began to just walk through like a really hard time as well.
3: Oh yeah, an extremely difficult time. Where we started working with the urologist and of course they do the genetic testing, like, okay, make sure you're not, you know, carrying any defects for it. Cause there's guys that just can't produce sperm right. naturally. And then mm-hmm. there's right. um, other genetic anomalies where you put her, you produce sperm, but like they don't have tails
1: hmm. wow. and,
3: and stuff like that, which I had no idea. So, you know, we run through all those tests, whatnot, but we get about six months into this and I am going off a cliff and in a hurry where every single negative side effect of stopping testosterone is hitting me. Okay. For, yeah which yeah. is, uh, for all the guys out there, you're going to have low libido, no sleep, which was probably the worst. I would go to sleep at like 9:30 or 10. Cause I was like, I'm just exhausted. And then I'd wake up at 2am and mm-hmm. I couldn't go back to sleep.
0: So you were tired, but you just could go Get to sleep asleep. and stay asleep.
3: Couldn't, couldn't go to sleep, stay asleep. Right. Um, I wasn't hungry, but I felt like I had to eat all the time, hmm. which is the strangest thing where it's like, I, I'm full. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I'm not hungry, but it's like, I feel like I just have to eat. Right. Um, what else? Um, depressed. Yeah. Low energy, anxiety, workouts sucked. Oh, I bet.
2: Just not John.
3: Yeah. Not like me John.
2: Yeah. He's such a, um, j- joyful. Just like, I always say John's such a, um, like cool as a cucumber, you know, um, everything. He's like a duck in water. Like everything just rolled off his back, you yeah. know? So to get, and at that point it was only, only six months in, you know, and God was like, okay, here's your seatbelt. There's more coming. So do you trust me or not? You know? And at that time, I mean, like, like I said, we just hit six months and I was like, oh my goodness, what is happening to our marriage, our life, our, the uncertainty of, how he was going to feel one day to the next was so hard as his wife of just seeing him. And every single day, it just got worse and worse. And it wasn't just a week went by and he was a little, you know, I don't know, a little more hungry or a little more irritable or something. It was like every single day, I could just tell that this medication was just like eating at his body, his soul, his mind, his spirit. Um, and of course, when someone in your marriage is going through so much at one time, it's so easy to just pour all of your energy into that one person to try and help that one person. And then your marriage kind of falls on the back burner yeah. of working on, on us and the life that we've created, you know? So it was kind of, we went into this, um, survival mode of, okay, how can we just get to the next day? Hmm.
3: Yeah, especially when I essentially just lost the will to live. Oh, gosh. Pretty much every day was um, a battle just to... Just to get out of bed. Yeah, get out of bed and not, you know, off myself kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's a tough spot. And then to deal with all of that all at once. It wasn't like you had one side effect. You had all these different compiling together. So just it's that much harder to try and get through. Yeah. And how many months did they want you to go or did they expect you to go?
3: So at the six month mark is usually when guys that's when you'll have
2: have fully recovered. I think the per- almost fully recovered
3: percentages is like at six months, 85% of guys recover oh, wow. Wow. or it was like 80, 85%. So that's where okay. we were hopeful yeah. yeah. at that mark. We were nowhere even close to that. And he said, okay, if you go another three to six months, you have that 15 to 20% chance that it'll work. But then after 12 months, no. Wow. So no no amount of extra Clomid or extra time off is going to help you. Like if your sperm doesn't recover in 12 months, you're done.
0: So then wow. they just pull you off the medication and that's it?
3: Basically. Wow. Which is um, the point that we got to around 4th of July this year was our thankfully last visit to the urologist. But that's mm-hmm. when... I took my last sperm analysis and, you know, he talked to me on the phone. He said, you can try for another month or two if you want, but um, y'all realistically are not having kids.
1: Wow.
2: Well, and to even jump kind of back a little bit, I think it was around, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was around that five-month mark, maybe five or six-month mark, when we did go to the urologist and you and I both were on the same page of, we are not doing this anymore.
1: Like, we cannot move forward with this. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because, like, seeing how it affected you and they were like, well, let's try this again. Like, what was going through all his head? Like, I'm sure it's like, we can't survive another six months of this.
2: Well, and I think that's kind of what we've talked about a little here and there of, you know, when when you're in such a deep dark just season um it's very hard to see where the lord is working or even feel him or yeah just see his hand and provision over things um until you're out of that and you're able to look back and we went with that being said we went into that appointment and you and i both were like absolutely not like We cannot, we've seen how detrimental um, this has been on our, on our marriage and, and not only just on our marriage, but God forbid on, on John for sure. in so many different ways that we went into that appointment. We were planning on telling him, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. We do not feel comfortable moving forward in regards to the negative side effects health-wise that it's taken on John. Okay, so now what's your medical advice moving forward? And when we did, or when we finished the the appointment with the doctor, talk about peace, it was so weird. Like at that point, I would have... And you and I were not on the same page at that point. I do remember that of, I, I got back in the car and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel that peace again of moving forward.
1: With doing it again, With another do, round.
2: Or, or we'll continue the medication it, at right. that point. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, he, he was still on it cause he always said, I don't want to stop just in case, you know, in a weird world, we decide to still continue if he stopped he'd have to start like back from square one right. again okay
1: right
3: yeah that was yeah. my big thing was if i stop now like it that the door is closing and yeah. it's not gonna open again yeah right which yeah which is even harder because you know we're a wooden ship going through a hurricane kind of thing and yeah the doctor's saying like do you think the ship can hold on like another six months and i'm like we're halfway underwater right yeah here. yeah <laughs>
2: But we still haven't drowned. We still haven't drowned.
3: It's like you're still breathing. Yes.
2: Like the water is literally hovering over my nostrils, (laughs) but we haven't drowned yet. And that, and I, and I say that going back to the whole, like, I know, Kenny, you said this at the beginning, but God, like, but God, and in those moments, like I never would have said, I, I might've. Felt it in my spirit, but again, looking back, like I knew that that was the Lord speaking to me in that moment of going, Just hang on, like, why are you choosing to give up so early? And I've specifically placed you in the apartment down the street from each other, and you grew up together for a reason, and you're married for a reason, and you knew this news for a reason, and you had that peace for a reason, and so you know, in that moment. Looking back and being able to see Jesus kind of in those pockets. Um, when we left that doctor's appointment, I was like, "We we need to continue." Oh Lord, have mercy! And of course, getting in the car and feeling that way and telling John, of course, my spirit's like, "It's okay. Let's move forward. It's okay. We just got a little bit of good news." He said, "It's okay." And John, oh the look! He was like, <laughs> "Are you insane? You're insane." We are not continuing this. What just happened with the decision we made, all of that. And I don't know. It was like one of those moments where, you know, I felt like when the Lord looks down to and he's like, trust me, Mm -hmm. like, just trust me. And that was kind of one of those moments where I was like, John, I know like we're struggling so bad right now, but if anything, just trust me, like this isn't my own intuition. Like this isn't, I just know this is what we're supposed, supposed to do. And so, yeah.
1: How are you feeling with that conversation?
3: Um, that was probably the hardest news I've ever, because mm-hmm. in my mind I was like, I'm done feeling like this. Yeah. yeah. And I could have ima-
0: met. I couldn't
3: imagine. Yeah. Six or seven months just got added to the timeline. Yeah. yeah. And, before then I was counting down the days. <laughs> I bet. And I was like, I'm yeah, I'm done with this, we're we're moving on with life, kinda of thing. And yeah. yeah, so in
1: your head you were already done. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't even a thought to continue doing something like that.
3: Yeah, but she's like, I I know we're supposed to continue this. It's like you gotta hang on a little bit longer. And a part of me didn't want to quit either. Right. Because I was like, I've made it this far and I gotta like we gotta see this thing to the end kinda yeah. of, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that, or I guess should say, this last seven months ish, probably the most difficult part of my life I've yeah. ever been through, and I've been through
1: a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that so the six seven months after when you continued was your marriage kind of this? It was like the same thing that it was a previous six months.
2: At that point, I think um, honestly, it it got a little worse, you know, and it it was really hard to. feel like I don't know if I've ever even told you this before but I feel like I've I placed a lot of that on my shoulders as kind of a burden to our marriage of I told you to keep going Hmm. because of this feeling and peace that I had so we kept going and he trusted in me in that and then things just got a little worse um Yeah. And we, we just struggled and struggled and struggled. And it was, I know one thing that John kind of explained is because of the medication and just the weird levels of hormones in his body, the feeling of just plain pure emotion, uh, lacked very much in, in you, in, in John.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that, that was the interesting part was I didn't feel emotion.
1: You just felt numb.
3: I felt nothing. Wow. Um, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. Of, so it
0: wasn't necessarily a bad feeling. You just didn't feel anything.
3: I felt zero emotion.
0: So it wasn't high. It wasn't low. It
3: just was a I, even. I felt completely empty on the outside. Wow.
1: Gosh, John, that's so heartbreaking. Like I honestly had no idea. I
3: know. It, you know, going to Bible study every week and seeing everyone. And I almost lost it a couple of times when, Uh, We had those sessions where they were saying like, oh, well, don't worry about getting pregnant kind of thing. And, you know, you just have to relax. And I was seconds away from just standing up and walking out because no one in that Bible study knew what we were going through or what I was going through in that moment.
2: Well, that was in the, the deep talk about things getting worse. That was, oh, man. And the Lord knew because when things got worse is when. We joined the Bible study, mm-hmm. um, We, which is right smack dab in our neighborhood, like the best blessing ever um, to us, especially during that time. And the Lord knew what was coming, so he just completely just provided all these amazing people to just cover us in that moment, And not saying it wasn't hard. I mean, you know, fast forward a little bit when we got to month 11, I think month 11 or right at about a year, um, is when the, uro- the urologist did officially tell us this is not, this is not going to work. Gosh. Your, um, your levels aren't where they need to be. Um, you have, have not fully healed. Um, like we were hopeful, um, right. all the things. Yeah. So we got to a point where we talk about being hurt and, um, we isolated ourselves like for man, for, for a while. And it was no disrespect to our loved ones or our family or friends or, you know, when we're completely surrounded by so many families and so many kids and mm-hmm. we are not those kind of people, but oh my goodness, we were, we were grieving, it's you know, hard. it's yeah. yeah. I know you guys know that feeling as well. And we, just knew the best, the best way to kind of walk through that at that time was to just sit in it together by ourselves. And yeah, that that was the best way we knew. Um, so at that point, yeah, we just completely isolated ourselves. And, you know, crazy enough during that time, the only place we ever went was Bible study. Um. The only place because... You know, during that time, we knew we didn't want to admit it, but we knew that we needed the Lord and we knew that we needed you guys. We knew that we needed. Just that um, community of people around us to lift us up, even even when like you guys didn't even know that you were doing that for us at that time.
3: Yeah, We had no clue.
2: Yeah. And
3: which he also knew what we needed before we even knew.
2: Right, and mm-hmm. that also ties into the whole story of like the miracle and provision of God leading us here to New Braunfels and where we live, to placing us in this group and this community, and
3: just always like, why, why this house? why, yeah, w- why this right. neighborhood? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But looking back to our old neighborhood, we wouldn't have made it. Right. Our oh, marriage, yeah. I wouldn't like. We, we would not be where we're at today.
2: Yeah, and you know it. And I, I don't say this now. I know we're in a completely praise the Lord. We're in a completely different place now. But at that point, I know confidently, I mean, God's a crazy God. So we probably would have still been together. But, um, but I, I could have confidently said, like, I definitely do not think that we would have gotten through what we went through by ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. for sure. And that's the thing, like, you know, we haven't walked through the exact same path, but it is such an isolating thing. You know, you feel like you hear other people that are going through it, but you don't feel like they truly know. And even like us, we didn't truly know what you guys were walking through. So you feel so alone in what you're dealing with.
1: Yeah. But, and even like in times where you don't feel alone and you feel good and you feel hopeful, you just like one little thing can change that too. Like just for example, today, um, you know, our last podcast we talked about where my pregnancy test was negative. And so it's mm-hmm. like we're starting that IUI cycle again and we're in the middle of that. Um, but just today somebody just announced that they on Facebook that they were pregnant mm-hmm. again. Yeah. With like their fourth or fifth child. Yeah. And I was just like, I like honestly just started tearing up and I was like, oh, yeah. This is crazy. I just 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 want to be pregnant once, (laughs) you know? So it's like, and I was like, I'm feeling good and I'm fine right now, obviously. But that moment just was like hard. Well, and I think it's a, what I had to realize too, with, especially with
2: what you said is that every single day is so different. Yeah. Every day is different. Um, There's so much joy and peace and just, Oh, all glory to you. God, like just worship, just so, so much joy in some days. And, oh man, there's other days where you just want to close yourself in your closet and cry your eyes out. You don't want to talk to
1: anybody. You don't want to do anything. Yeah.
2: Right. And it, like you said, it is so isolating because people are like, why are you closing yourself in the closet and cry, you know? And I'm like, I just, and it's hard because you know what someone else may go through, we may not fully understand because we don't fully truly walk in other people's shoes. Mm -hmm. But I will say that infertility is also something that is not a very, um, well known thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you meet someone and you're like, Hey, what do you do for work? And they tell you, you know, you're like, Oh, I struggle with that too at work, you know? But when you meet someone new, it's like, Oh, Hey, did, do you walk through fertility too? Or <laughs> have you, you're like, no, you don't ever ask that kind right. of question. Yeah. You know, right. It's kind of a, what we felt like when we first started this whole journey was that it was like, Not a taboo subject, but it just wasn't something that was, um, very like, well, not well known, but just talked about.
1: Like, but it's, I think too, because it's hard to talk about it too. You know, like when we, after we got married, we obviously hadn't had kids. So we'd always have people saying, when are you guys going to have kids? And we're like, we're trying. And, but it's like, so at a certain point, you know, like they mean, they mean the best. Like they don't mean anything malice by it, obviously, but to you, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be asked this anymore because right. every time I do, it just brings up that heartbreak that right. we do want kids. It's just not happening. Well,
0: and that's the thing. Yeah. Like some people, they like you said, they mean so well when they try to encourage you, right? Like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. Yeah. And inside you're like dying. Like, yeah, okay. When is that going to happen? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, I, like you said, you I don't know my encouraged.
1: story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And that's super hard. And I think that in that moment, that's why we isolated ourselves because I was like, I do not, I know you agree with me as well, but we just didn't want to have to sit down and like explain that to people. Like this was the news that we got, you know, we've lost friendships because of that. We've had to move on from, yeah, from a lot of people and friends, you know, in our lives because of the decision we knew um, in the moment was the best for our family at that time. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it was hard. So do you, do you, what I'm kind of gathering from that is like you having, having community, having the small group, um, just everybody that the Lord's kind of surrounded y'all with that really did help to get through, through this. Definitely. You guys, I will say, not just helped, but completely
2: saved us. Completely saved us. Small group for us was not, at first it was like, okay, I think, or I know that we need this, but I don't know why we need this. And we just kind of met you guys during that time and um, y'all along with everyone else, a part of the small group. And We've been a part of a lot of Bible studies in our, in our past and we've loved those people so much and so deeply, but there it's, it's just very, it's hard to explain. It was this, this group is very, 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 very different. I know Mm -hmm. you guys say this as well all the time. And once again, I know the Lord knew that, um, and hence why he brought us here, but, but yeah, the, the Lord totally knew that we needed you guys and we, it was such a cool, uh, way that it all unfolded because when we were walking through some of our hardest moments it's when we started becoming really close with you guys and started hearing your story and and y'all's past and and experiences and everything and it was like a light bulb in that moment of like oh, no
3: that's, one, why.
2: that's why that's why we're here like that's why the lord has placed these people In our lives, because for so long, we felt so isolated and so lonely that no one around us, we were the only people walking through that we knew like in our circles of of family and friends. Same. Yeah.
3: Talk about 11th hour, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know.
0: And I remember it's funny when you guys first came we kind of were still getting to know everybody. We're still wearing name tags because we didn't really yeah. remember who everybody was. Mm-hmm. You guys had left. and I remember Ke- uh, Kenny and I were talking and we were like, we could really be good friends with them. Mm-hmm. Zero idea that we would be walking such a similar path months down the road, you know? Yeah. And so I, it's like God knew like those folks need to be yes together.
1: Well, I remember when you first told me that you guys were walking through this. I just remember being shocked, you know, because like you look at you guys, you guys are like this young fit couple that you never you just never think about it. Like yeah. for me, I was like, well it makes sense. You know, Jake and I are oh, both stop. Oh, no, We're but geriatric. honestly, but yeah. honestly, you know, yeah. like Jake and I are older than than y'all are. You know, we are um, not fit like you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's All call right. it what it stop. is. Stop. No. <laughs>
1: let's up a so but But honestly, like, it's like, okay, yeah, that, it kind of makes sense. You know, like you guys are going to have struggles because certain things, because that's, that's real life. That's realistic. But when you look at you guys, it's like, wait, what? You guys are going through that too. And that's why I said that at the beginning, like, it doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter. Like, none of that matters. This happens to everybody of, of every, every sort of person this can happen to, you know? So it's like, um, i was i was heartbroken for you because i know how i felt about it and i don't wish that on anybody because that is such a hard thing to walk through yeah yeah
0: well like we said when you're surrounded by folks who are having their second third fourth fifth kid so naturally or so easy and so quick it's like i just want one like we're just trying for one you know
2: yeah And talk about that angerness and bitterness toward the Lord for so long. I've never felt angry toward God. I mean, we have those, I feel like we all have those moments in life where we sit in confusion of like, why am I going through this? Or why is this happening? Or I'm sad about this or that. But truly, this was the only season ever in my life where I just really felt very angry with Hmm. the Lord. You know, it was bad news after bad news after bad news. And yes, we had such an amazing and still do an amazing community around us and people that lift us up and encourage us and love us every single day so well and so boldly. And we're so blessed to have that. But man, working through that, that anger was like definitely really, really hard.
3: And not just angry at the Lord, but angry at everyone else that had kids. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It- yeah.
1: That's hard. Yeah. It is really hard. It is. So um, you guys are we're done with the urologist, and he basically said, You have no hope of having children. Yeah. Um, I want to stop right there. And uh we are I think that's just like a perfect place to stop because we have so much more to talk about. Um, and I'm just like so excited for y'all to share what's what's going on now. Um, but we have enough for this episode. Perfect.
2: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Otherwise it'll be a four hour episode. Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know I
2: told John, how are we going to get all
1: this in like one hour? Yeah. 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 I never thought we would. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So let's just stop it here. Um, And then we'll have you guys back on in two weeks for part two. that sounds good (laughs) well thank you guys so 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 much for being here today man that was honestly such a treat um for us just like digging deeper with you guys and just learning a little bit more about your story um and we're like i said we're just so incredibly honored that y'all share that with us and we're just
0: scratching the surface with you guys there's so much more to to talk about
3: part two is where it gets good
0: yes for sure stay tuned
1: yes absolutely (laughs) all right okay thank you everybody um, for joining us as always um again if you guys have any questions for Catherine and john for us please dm us email us um we would love to answer your questions questions and we could even answer them um ask some of the questions on the next episode as well so please let us know if you guys have questions um and we'll see you all next week
0: have a blessed week